This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. Welcome to One Bad Mother. This week we're going to talk about Mama's Little Helper, and we'll be talking to Lori Kilmartin, the author of the amazing book, Shitty Mom. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, Teresa. Hi, Biz. How are you? I'm okay, except my baby is at home and he's barfing, and I feel horrible that I (laughs) am not there taking care of him. I'm here instead, but I'm, I'm... I, it's important that I'm here, and and I'm glad that I'm here, but I'm I'm a little torn. Yeah, you feel a little. It's a little hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit weird. He's been sick for like yeah. a week with a bunch of different things, and um, yesterday he had like an enormous puke that mm. has never he's never done that before, and it was it was a little shocking. I I it's had scary, like actually. yeah, I had like the adrenaline like yeah. totally going like. What's happening to my baby? You know, like, and then, um, and then, like, after he barfed, he was like really like limp and like, oh, no. pale, and I was like, oh my god, what's happening to you? And then, like, I'm like, Jesse, we're calling the nurse advice line like right now. <laughs> and then, like, of course, as we're on hold on the nurse advice line, like Simon just like totally starts feeling better, okay. getting up, and like, and then he starts playing, and he's like totally fine. <laughs> Um, so by the time the nurse came on the line, I was like, actually, I think he's okay. <laughs> but, but I need a sedative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but can you just tell me that he does actually sound okay? Like, I don't know. So uh, that's that's what's that's going not, on with That's me. not very fun. No, it sucks. That's fine. And, and I am sorry. It is very stressful to have to be somewhere else other than with your child, especially when your child's had. This is like his first puke, right? Yeah. And first pukes are important. Yeah. Um, thank very, you. It, no, they're important. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's significant. It is. So How are we're you just going to end the show Yeah, right let's, now. let's go let's home. Fuck this shit. <laughs> um, How are you? I'm all right. All right. The, uh, I have sort of a, K-Bell's doing this really adorable thing where she listened to me and now it's being turned around on me. When we first moved to California uh, a little less than a year ago, she was we were suddenly in a car all the time. So I couldn't see her when she was talking to me. She'd be behind me in the car seat. And so if I asked her a question like, are you choking on that grape? She would make these noises like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, it would make me crazy because I couldn't hear her. Mm-hmm. You don't say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is not a word. You say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. I need you to answer me so I, I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. This went on for a couple of months, and I broke her of the mm-hmm, and she would say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, when I would ask her a question in the back. And do then, I need to do this, too, no, by the way? No, 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 no. Well, you're not behind me. As long as I know mm-hmm, I could always confuse with okay. choking or something yeah, horrible. Sure. Okay. I can see you. So if you say mm-hmm, I know you're not choking on a grape. I'm just saying, if out of respect. Oh, you no. would like for me to always refer to you as ma'am. Oh, no, no. Th- th- I just think that children, I just personally think Katie Bell <laughs> needs, like, the, the yes ma'am, no ma'am. That is yes, nice. Sir, no, it's sir. nice. To, it's nice to have a kid who speaks well, politely Well, just like in that. general, nice. they yeah. need to start learning, like, yeah. rules. That's but nice. what's on a totally separate note, she totally calls me sir. <laughs> She's talking like, yes, sir. And it just came out of the blue. But the whole point of this is it clearly... There was this quiet period for several months where it was clearly soaking in, and suddenly out of the blue, Katie Bell 
will ask you a question, you know, because we're having conversations now. And she'll say, you know, do you, can you, can I have another glass of milk? And I'll say, "Mm mm-hmm. And she'll say, "Mm mm-hmm is not a word. And she catches every single one. And she does it to me and to Stefan. And it, it, it. Oh, but it's, it's backfiring. Like really? And at first you're like, oh, that's very clever. Yeah. She listened. It's so yeah. cute. But we're like two weeks in. Yeah. I'm having a rather stressful week. And so, like this morning, she was like, mm-hmm, it's not a word. And I said, if you say that, what? I mean, you're right. You're like, I'm just like, don't you fucking say that. Um, <laughs> so, and to try and deprogram her is really hard because you can't say, like, well, in casual con- – three-year-olds don't quite understand the concept of casual conversation right. versus right. respectful conversation. Yet. Right. So it's like, well, in casual conversation, mm-hmm. you can say mm-hmm. – yeah. yeah. <sighs> Anyway, she's very good at being correct. So and- is that like – do you think she um, – do you think are – you, are you hoping to explain to her that like when kids speak to adults, they need to use more respect than when a- adults speak to kids? Like is that – Oh, so I feel no, like not. there's something to be said for that. Like, yeah, I, like you don't. I mean, you should be able to say mm-hmm to her. But I mean, if you I ask am. her a pointy question, maybe she should. You know, I'm not like I'm not super like pro democratic households where like everybody is <laughs> equal. I, I'm kind of. No, I I'm not either. I you know I've already busted out the because I said yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Or because I'm your mom. Yeah, because I'm your mom and yeah. I said so, and you'll eat it or you'll go yeah. sit in your room. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I don't know. It's. A lot of it's just, uh, I don't have the energy to have that long right. of a conversation right. with her. A lot totally. of it's like, all right, let me get out the chart about manners and politeness yeah. and respecting your elders. And blah, blah, and it blah. seems like it would promote just a lot of, like, whys. Oh, like, so many questions you know? that I would prefer my, qual- <laughs> my child to stop asking questions altogether. Yeah, okay, just, okay, one side, yeah. one additional side story about questions, because yeah. it led to questions. Before we had Katie Bell, we were, of course, at a Disney theme park because my husband designs theme parks. And we're uh, dorks. We like to be at a theme park. Anyway, mm-hmm. we were at one with some friends. We're at the water park down in Florida. And I overhear these like mom and her kids like shoving stuff in the locker and they're, we're going to have a good time. You know, <laughs> clearly no one's having a good time. Mm-hmm. But the kid out of the blue says, Why is the sun in the sky, mama? And the mother turns and says, Why would you even ask me a question like that? And I just remember being like, Oh, I will always answer any yeah. question my child ever asks. It's me. like she was just... pissed that she didn't know the answer well, or something. I don't know. Like she, she was probably in retrospect, I'm like, she was just fucking tired yeah, and just she wants just them to move there. on. Yeah. And I get like, why yeah. would you ask me a question in the middle of yeah. shoving shit in our like yeah. locker at the theme park? But still, you could have easily said, because God made it that way. Like, yeah. Whatever, you know. Whatever. Ooh, now we're going down an alley. Anyway, you could you could make up whatever lie you wanted. <laughs> we just lost half our listeners. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Simon is not feeling. Well. Oh, thank you. I'm sure he'll be better soon, or maybe he'll just continue to be sick with something new every mm-hmm. week for the next year. That's very possible. Well, why don't we, speaking of being sick. Uh, move into our topic of the week. Great. Booze. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Let's talk about booze. 
Teresa, do you like to drink? Oh, God. I can't believe you just asked me that. <laughs> um, try, yeah. try and answer me in a way that doesn't make you sound like a horrible person. I know, person. right? Go ahead, I go. know. I do. I do like to drink. <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it because what's the point of us fucking being here if we're going to beat around the bush? You can't lie. Or lie. You can't lie on the radio or whatever this is. You can't lie on a podcast. There are standards to be held. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I will say I do like to drink and I feel terribly guilty about that on a regular basis. I blame my parents. Okay. Oh, okay. Why? Why? Let's blame your let's blame somebody else other than us. Why do you blame your parents? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of alcoholism in my family. <laughs> and shows and over. shows over. No, but basically like my parents are awesome and my parents my parents like don't keep alcohol in the house, basically. And so like from the time that I was, you know, in in like high school and like experimenting, I had like a beer. Right. And it led to this whole like lockdown, like this, this is a disease that runs in the family like thing and um and actually like I base it just basically led to me just not drinking like all like you know people say that that leads your kids to just drink more no I was like scared shitless right I did not drink really in high school or really that much in college yeah. and it was only like when I got a lot older and realized like wait there are people who just drink a little bit sometimes for fun and it doesn't It's not necessarily bad, and um, so I've kind of like gotten into it, and (laughs) yeah, now I now I really enjoy it. Knock them back. I just knock them back. No, I I just I I just think it's I just enjoy it. How about you, Biz? Oh yeah, no, I love drinking. The uh, okay, so. In all seriousness, I, I'm the same. I didn't. I was. I didn't grow up. But my parents. There was never any alcohol. Well, there was like the giant bottle of like vodka uh-huh. from clearly from some weird party that was clearly like 60 years old or right. whatever under the sink with the cleaning yeah. supplies. You know that. But like, I, I wasn't a big drinker, experimenter, or anything like that. Yeah, you, know, you just. Yeah, I can remember being at the beach once and having you know with a friend, and we'd snuck some vodka and had you know had it with orange juice. In a hot tub in Florida right. in the middle of summer, and it was so hot. And just, like, the one drink made right. me so – I can't Gross. even yeah. – the smell of orange juice oh, and vodka God. to this day yeah. haunts me. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, it's moderation. It's about moderation. Mm-hmm. I enjoy having a drink as well. The uh, You know, Stefan, I'm very lucky to be married to a man who enjoys making signature cocktails. Yeah, Stefan makes really good cocktails. Yeah, these aren't like, hey, would you like a strawberry mojito? There are right. no mojitos in our house. I mean, it is – you know, from the simple end of the Manhattan to his very extensive tiki drink, mm-hmm. you know, repertoire. So, well, you know, it's his greatest gift to me is being able to, and because you're making these drinks by hand, it's not like you're making ten of them. Like mm-hmm. you, you get one drink, right? That's that's all. That's all you're getting. There's also, but there's excellent. also something nice where you guys are enjoying that time together, yeah. having a drink together. And in my family, Jesse doesn't drink, mm. so. When I'm drinking, it is literally me, <laughs> me having a drink while I'm like watching my 18 month old, and like Jesse's like upstairs working or well, something. That, that, that's Mama Todd. That well, is that's, that is what it is. That's that's what it is. No, like we have cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. We usually try and do it, especially on weekends. We try and do a cocktail hour, and we totally make special drinks for Katie Bell that are you know with fruit drinks or like some sort of weird bitter or something in it that you know is non-alcoholic with the strawberry, but. We have gotten a few looks from friends that are like, because we'll send pictures out of all of us with our cocktail hour, uh-huh. and they're like, is your baby drinking a cocktail? <laughs> like, yes. 
We gave our baby a cocktail. You know, no, it's a ba- it's a baby cocktail. It's mm-hmm. fine. But what about um? Let's let's go back. Let's go back on pregnancy. Did you? How did you feel about drinking during your pregnancy? Did you? Oh, did that's you a drink? good question. Did I you drink during your pregnancy. I well, I I had a miscarriage, and when I was when I was first pregnant the first time, um. I was being really careful, mm-hmm. like, that whole time trying to get pregnant. I was like, I can't drink because I'm trying to get pregnant. I might get pregnant. I can't even, like, we went out for my birthday. I was like, I really want to have a glass of wine, but I what if I'm pregnant? Jesse was like, uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> I think you can have a glass of wine. I was like, oh, okay. And I was really, really <laughs> careful. Then I had a miscarriage, and I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this. Yeah, if it's this unstable anyway. Yeah, no I'm, way. Yeah. yeah, and so then basically I just decided I'm not going to stop drink I mean I don't drink that like I'll drink like you know I'll have a drink or two right and so I just decided I'm not gonna stop that until I know that I'm pregnant right and which I think is kind of there's this fucked up thing like I I I read this um this thing that was like uh, I can't remember where I read it but it was basically you know everybody says you know you can't no amount of alcohol is safe when you're pregnant but don't worry if you found out you were pregnant and it was a right. surprise and you had been drinking during the previous month, your baby's probably fine. Which led me to believe what the fuck is up with that shit? See, like, I it's fine if yeah. you don't know that you're pregnant, but as soon as you're pregnant, you better not allow yourself I to have one part, glass of wine. I know. I think it's part of the whole, like, all those pregnancy books. You know, oh, you're pregnant. Don't drink. You know, overdo on your coffee. Don't overdo on your alcohol. Don't overdo on sandwich meats. Sometimes I think that's, like, like made for people who are drinking. You, then you, you meet somebody who drinks, mm-hmm. like, the largest size coffee seven times seven a day. Seven times a day, And you're like, right. Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. that's so much coffee. Yeah. Like, and people, we do drink to excess. Yeah. Everything we right. eat to excess, we drink to you know excess. We, I drink to success. <laughs> we drink to excess. So I understand why they put it in because, you know, you and I may be people who understand moderation and enjoy. Like, no, I don't want to be drunk. Right, exactly. God, that is a have, horrible. Being drunk is the feeling. worst. I just want to have a drink. Like, right. I enjoy a cocktail or a glass of wine or two. But I think those things are just out there for people who don't understand the moderation level. I guess, but isn't there that part of you that, like, when you're having a glass of wine and you're in your like yeah. second trimester or whatever, and you're just like, "But what if this is going right into well, my see, here, fetus's yeah. liver and like causing a dis- <laughs> like? What if this is well, just, I just poisoning? Drink those thoughts away. I drink the thoughts away, Teresa. <laughs> no, well, what I would do? Okay, so I would have wine. Uh-huh. I mean, not a lot, but like every like. Every couple of weeks. I, yeah. I made it through the whole first trimester. That was my rule. I'm going to go through the first trimester. And if everything's going well, and as long as there's no, I'm not like a high risk or anything like that, I'm going to have a glass of wine every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I went from drinking totally okay wine to, well, if I can only have the one glass of wine, mm-hmm. it is going to be a damn good glass of wine. Because yeah. they tell you, awesome. oh, your taste buds are all messed up, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Well, then I better have messed up taste buds with a, you know, 1997 yeah. Bordeaux from, you yeah. know, the, yeah. yeah. So so I started drinking really nice wine so that, like, post-pregnancy, <laughs> like that first year of, like, no longer having a babe, like, no yeah. longer being pregnant and being able to drink kind of yeah. whenever. Yeah. I only wanted $40, $50. Right. <laughs> 
Right. Why? And you're going through them like way faster yeah, now. Way. Like, so now, of course, three years in, I'm like, does it have a cork in it? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Twist off. Fine. Yeah. The box will be in Good. the fridge. Good. So you've like, you really gradually worked your way back down. Worked my way back down. We're on a budget. Um, yeah, but but the weird thing was wine, totally okay in my head. Mm-hmm. But if my husband was like, hey, you want a beer? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, no, I can't have a beer. I'm pregnant. A pregnant woman a drinking co- a beer? Do you want a cocktail? Oh, <laughs> how dare you insult me? Ooh, cry, slam doors. I, I never, for some reason, oh, that's wine so weird. made total sense to me. Why? I, because I'm crazy. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I don't know. Is it because it's like the feminine drink? Like, no, well, it's women, wine. women it's, drink wine. Yeah, well, I, I think. Excellent women drink red wine. <laughs> I think, you know, I have a whole thing on white. Never mind. I don't need to talk about white wine. Let's talk about white wine. I have something to say about white okay, wine. Okay, talk about white <laughs> Talk about white wine. It gives me a headache, and I think it's uh, for inexperienced wine drinkers. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it is, like, a really cheesy drink. Yeah. Like, not cheesy, like, the flavor. Like, right. it's really just, like, white wine. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> I will tell you, I love Chardonnay. Like, I don't really drink red wine. I, I like some red wines, yeah. but for the the most part it's it's the opposite for me the red yeah. wine gives me a headache and right. it just doesn't it doesn't make me feel good white wine I really really <laughs> makes enjoy you feel good. yeah it makes me feel <laughs> awesome um but I was I remember like I remember when was it I was like it must have been like one of one of our first date nights like uh-huh. after not yours and mine but yours and Jesse's right <laughs> right not ours um oh we should start that we should, we we should, should totally have, date have date nights, nights. I, I, yeah, I sounds agree. really nice yes um like one of Jesse and my first date nights where I was like leaving the baby with my mom or whatever. Um, and I was having a glass of wine like before leaving the house because I was so stressed out about going out and right. like leaving the baby and like trying to make myself look like remotely attractive <laughs> and like it was so stressful. I was putting on heels and I couldn't, Ugh. none of my clothes fit me. Yeah. It was like, you know, four weeks or six weeks or something right. postpartum. And so I was having a glass of wine and then we got to the place and I was like, oh my God, like I could have another glass of wine because I'm not nursing anymore tonight. And like, it was the first time that I could do that in one night in a, in like, you know, yeah. six months or, or longer. And, um, and so I decided, I got really excited because I, I decided to name my drink. <laughs> I named, I named my drink the anxious mother and oh. it's it's just two glasses of chardonnay that's a good drink yeah. i like that that's nice thank you I, I i that's very good so tell me about red wine well i just like red wine. i like things that feel like they're just punching me in the face okay <laughs> i like so white wine though i i will say in favor of white wine okay let me take it back okay. a little bit right. so our first year our first christmas after we had katie bell Stefan and I essentially were like all leading up to Christmas. I got you the best gift. No, I got you the best gift. No, I got you the best gift. No, I got you the best gift. And we did. We gave each other essentially booze gifts. I got him a a bourbon tasting at this club in New York when we were still living in New York at the time. Gave him this bourbon tasting with a bunch of his friends. And they just went and had like flights of bourbons and got to learn about them. And he got me an eight-week wine class, like learning how to, you know, drink wine. Yeah. Um, So one night a week for eight weeks, I got to go into the city. And it was great because you're on a train. Yeah. And drink wine like, mm-hmm. all night it, and pretend like you know what you're talking about, right. which is great. I mean, I came out on the other end like a total asshole. And the only thing I retain is 2005. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like all I know. But um, 
But I did learn that I enjoyed uh, a Riesling, which you would oh, think would be good. really sweet. Like when I think about Rieslings, I think mm-hmm. of something sweet and sticky and gross, but mm-hmm. it's really dry and nice and lovely. Oh. But uh, other than that, I like reds. I like bold reds, and it's my it's my drink of choice at the end of the day because mm-hmm. I, I sometimes don't want to wait around for the fancy cocktail, mm-hmm. and I do feel that like, man, five thirty hits, mm-hmm. and I start making dinner. You know, for Katie Bell and mm-hmm. for all of us, I'm just like, that wine's coming open. Like, yeah. I have the glass of wine with me in the kitchen, and I take my time with it. Yeah. Um, and then I have another glass with dinner, and it's me pouring my glasses. They're not restaurant-sized glasses, no. you know. No. Like, um, and then maybe I'm still having that glass of wine while she's taking her bath, mm-hmm. you know, because she's old enough. She's old enough to get out of the tub on her own. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm just making it sound like I'm totally wasted by that point in time. I'm not. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I finish the wine. After, while Stefan's putting her down, and then I'm usually done. Like, that's usually it. Mm-hmm. But I do like to have that glass of red wine. Oh, my God. Early, when Katie Bell first started talking, again, we were back in New York, and I was making the stop by the wine store mm-hmm. <laughs> to pick up some wine. And Katie Bell points at all the wines, and she says, that's mama's juice. Yeah. Because she had, like, the milk with her. Like, yeah. she was like, my milk, mama's yeah. milk. And yeah. I was like, that's right, baby girl. <laughs> that's right. You see, the, this is, and like, I'm teaching her yeah. about all the labels. Um, yeah, no, I just, I think overall, you know, to get back to, I guess, to the core point, I, there is a guilt level about being a mom and drinking. There has to be, right? I, like, I just feel, I feel like, why would you not allow yourself, don't get drunk, I mean, don't right. be crazy and get drunk. Right. But, like, Stefan and but, I had a general rule, which was if we went out or if you go out by yourself, like, with a friend and you come back, you have to be responsible enough to know that you may be the one getting up in the middle of the night regardless mm-hmm. and that you still have to get up with her. No right. one's allowed to sleep in unless right. you've asked very specific permission in advance. So it kind of keeps you balanced if you go out, you know, with right. the girls or with the guys or your friends or whatever. I'm just thinking, like, there, yeah, like, even if – like, even if, you know, we're both saying, we know it's okay, we're just drinking in moderation, we know, like, yeah. it's totally fine, there is, like, there's, there is a stigma, like, there is a reason why we both keep saying, I, I, I mean, I only, you know, you're saying, like, I, I'm pouring the glasses, I'm but not pouring giant I glasses, I, I'm, I'm usually done with two, and I'm saying, like, I never have more than one or well, two. Well, because like, we're actually alcoholics, and right. we're trying to make ourselves feel better. No, but isn't there, like, I mean, it's just such, I don't know, it's just such a jumbled up issue, because there yeah. is, like, there's this part of me that is, like, we really need to talk about this, because... Because it's something yeah. that is a nice thing that we can do at 5 p.m., like have a glass of wine yeah. while you're like giving your kid their dinner and it's totally mellow and nice and something you can do for yourself. But then there's this flip side where you have to justify it. Like you have to be like, and I never have more than that. Or I'm always okay to drive if there was an emergency. Or I always, I mean, there is something about it that inherently feels wrong, which is why we have to keep kind of like, saying but it's really okay is it because everybody else is ruining it for us <laughs> maybe <laughs> i mean like i've seen the over drinkers are well but i do th- I, I agree we, we we are apologizing a lot for our drinking which is which is strange it's very it's telling totally a cultural thing that yeah. we both feel I, maybe it's because we didn't grow up with drinkers yeah. maybe it's because we didn't i certainly knew a lot of alcoholics yeah yeah i knew plenty yeah. Um, and I do have friends who don't understand the moderation rule. I've seen mm-hmm. friends who, you know, they get they've been trapped with the kids for like a year mm-hmm. and they get a night out and they get 
shit face yeah. wasted. I mean, stumbling, like college wasted. Like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're standing around going, you okay? Yeah. Like maybe you should have a little something once a day or every other right. day so that it's not this crazy like teenage catholic school release that you have to do at the once a year like you can't feel good you right. can't feel good right well that's the other thing is i'm always like why is it so much more fun to give simon his dinner <laughs> well, I'm when having- i'm having a glass of wine like why does that make it so much better <laughs> But it does. Like, I, it's because it's it's sort of like, it makes it kind of like, hey, we're having a little date together, you know? Date, like, as time. opposed to just like, here's your food. Like, well, I you think know? it is nice. I think it's your time. I, I, you know, I know that I recently discovered what helps with all of Katie Bell's make believe time around mm-hmm. 5 30. If Stefan's in charge of dinner, because mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'll take that cocktail now. Yeah. Like, it certainly yeah. makes being Prince Eric yeah. a little more fun. And again, is that bad? And it's what well, because it's weird because it's not like the one cocktail suddenly made me drunk right. and want to role play. Right. Like, it's not like I'm right. suddenly like, yes, Katie Bell, I'll right. be, you know. But it's, it's sort of like she gets something she wants and you get something yeah. you want or something like that, you know? Like, well, it's just relaxing. Yeah. It's just yes. nice. I do think overall, we maybe as a culture of moms or parents or whatever should work to make each other feel. I mean, Lord knows. My first thought at a play date is, anybody want some booze? Mm-hmm. You know, like my, yeah. you know, if you're in New York, it was a lot easier for the moms to get together at a play date at like three o'clock or four o'clock and be like, does anybody want some wine and cheese while we're having our play date? Because you're just walking home. Yeah. Now that you're in LA, you really can't do like maybe a beer or something, but you don't want to offer anybody alcohol and right. then be like, go drive your kid home. Right. But I just lucked out and found a friend around the corner who's in walking distance from me. Oh, my God. It is the greatest thing I'm ever. I'm so jealous. Not Wait, only... can you just repeat that? You live in Southern California. I live in Southern and California. And you met a friend who lives around the block from you. With a child that goes to school with my child. You are living in a fantasy I, land. The, that not is only, amazing. Not only is the child totally nice. What? The parents are nice. What? And Stop. we enjoy cocktails together. Oh my God. And I it hate has become a wonderful like weekend ritual of you wanna anybody not napping who wants to come over at five o'clock for cocktails and while our kids run around and then everybody can walk home. That's awesome. It's heaven. It's heaven. So don't drink and drive. So you don't drink and drive. Try and find friends who will drink with you on your play dates <laughs> in a healthy way <laughs> and don't feel bad about having a drink at the end of the day. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206-350-9485. So that's right. So we are asking that you call in and we encourage you to call in uh, using that number 206-350-9485 and leave us a genius and fail moment and we'll show you how easy it is. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Teresa? 
Do you have a genius moment of the week you'd like to share? I do. I really do. I've been really excited because this is a classic um, nobody gives a shit thing. Um, Simon went pee-pee on the potty this weekend for the first time ever. Um, he's only 18 months old. So he's it, a happened, genius. it happened way sooner than I expected. So he's a genius, obviously, because I am a genius. Absolutely. And I enabled him to have this great life where yeah. he can be in tune with his bodily yes. needs. He knows where to put the pee. Yes. He has a perfectly good, you know, beautiful little chair that mm-hmm. he can use for that. And he did so. That's a reflection. On your mothering. Thank you. And how amazing it is. Yes. How about you? What do you got? Mine is not nearly as good. (laughs) But my genius moment was uh, being aware and present Mm. in my environment, Mm -hmm. walking out of the grocery store, and allowing myself to be in the right place at the right time for Girl Scouts selling Girl Scout cookies. Oh, that is awesome. It was. And You're a real American. I am. I am supporting girls. And scouts. Yeah. And uh, I had money in my pocket. They take <laughs> cash, thank God. And uh, I bought the shit out of some Girl Scout cookies. How many boxes and the did genius you get? moment is this. You don't buy one. You buy, like, yeah. enough for the year. Yeah. Because those things freeze. Yeah. And, like, all Especially the, the meat came out of the ones. freezer. Oh, yeah. And in went the Thin Mints yeah. and the uh, Tagalongs. Yeah. And the Samoas. Those are our those are our cookies of choice. And we're not are, sponsored by Girl Scouts. We are by definitely the way. not, by the way. But <laughs> if somebody wants to pay me in Girl Scout cookies, that could be probably okay. Yeah, no, we are, <laughs> could you imagine if Girl Scouts were sponsoring? Oh something? yeah, but that, that would be and weird. it and it was us. And it was us. <laughs> like with our we horrible, would be unstoppable. Our, our profane, <laughs> like talking about drinking. So and... if you just want to have a fucking drink and wash it down with a Girl Scout cookie, you know it's all okay. Your kid's fine. Your kid will grow up all right. Uh, so those are good. So um, to, again, show you how easy it is to call in and leave a genius moment as yep. simple as those, we're going we're gonna to listen to one right now. I figured out that if I take whatever my kids eat and put it in some corningware and then throw cheese on it and bake it, I can pretend it's a meal for my husband and I. That's so good. That's so good. I love it. It I is really, genius. That is genius. Uh, all right, what's your fail? What's your big fail for the week? Fail, 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 fail! You suck. I bought three organic, quote-unquote healthy, Ugh. as in very expensive, instant toddler meals, just to like ha- <laughs> use in a pinch. Well, it turns out every single one of them uh, looks, smells, and tastes like barf. Oh, organic barf? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Did you did you feed it? He would not even fucking. I mean, he like took one look at that and he was like, like what is that? Like he didn't even. He would did not accept it as like food. Well, I like that you committed to buying three of them without sampling them or I know. anything. But it's they did say organic. Idiot. Was there a baby on it? Totally. Of course, there was, was a baby, baby on it. Happy? And it was like it was like oh, this is gonna be really healthy and really. <laughs> It's gonna be really easy, yeah. really easy and really healthy. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I bet. I was like, should I try one? It'll probably mm. be good. I'll just get three. I really need <laughs> food in the house. <laughs> well, the my fail is really really horrible. So, Katie Bell spends a lot of time in the bathtub, and she was looking for. I don't even know how it came to this. Really, like she's looking for like a cave to play with with like her fish in the water, and. I, 
I grabbed a mason jar. Like, mm-hmm. we have a lot of the mason jars all over our house because, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm going to can or something. Because you're really cool. I'm really cool. We had a bit of Do you guys in a mason use them jar. to drink water out of? I drink water really out of cool. it. I put toothbrushes Are in it. Are you from Brooklyn or Portland? Alabama. Or Everybody or... uses mason jars there. No, I can. I can every once in a while. I, I make jam. You, you have a legitimate reason. This summer, reason you're going to gonna get them. some right. jam. Okay. Anyway. Um, but I, for some reason, thought of all the various vessels that could be used as a cave, this glass jar would make total sense. Oh, God. So, yeah, everybody's face is, yep, it's coming. So I give it to her, and she's, like, playing with it in the water. And, you know, she kind of lets it go, and it fills with water and sinks to the bottom. And then you do hear the, like, one time it kind of drops in the tub, and you hear the weird noise. And yeah. I was like... Everybody freeze! Yeah, and it's—I mean, it's a—it's a clean break. The glass. Oh, thank I mean, God. she's fine. But either way, you gotta pull her out of the tub. Right. You gotta drain the tub. You Check gotta for like, the what? tiny splinters. What of am glass I fucking can... thinking? Yeah, what, what were you thinking? I don't really don't know. How and many glasses way, of wine have I had you had? had no wine by this point in time. Stop Man. giving your child breakables. I—I living on the edge. It's pretty bad. Um. <laughs> Well, to show you how easy it is to leave us some fails, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take one right now that I hope makes me feel a heck of a lot better about letting my child play with glass in the tub. Um, yesterday I went to the bank and I just had Bo in the car, and um, I got out of the car and just walked into the bank and forgot that he was out there. <laughs> I turned around and walked out um, to go get him, and then realized that anyone who had seen that probably could report me to um, social services. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, it makes me feel so, so much better about myself. That was myself. like all the way into the bank. Yeah, that's like, like it's not just bank. like I walked up to the ATM. That's like I went I into went, an establishment. I did my business. Yeah. And then I came back out. <laughs> and there was And my there kid. was my baby. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. Hi, I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And I'm Erin Gibson, and we host a show on Max Fun called, called Throwing, Throwing Shade. Shade. It's about what a, we do. Okay. It's amazing. Well, I wanted to say it. Oh, I wanted to say it. Well, let me go. Okay. It's about a gay man. And a gay woman. Oh, well, you're not gay. Oh, a straight woman. Yeah. I forget. And we go through women and gay issues and treat them with much less respect than they deserve. And I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes we drink when we do it. But it's always fun. It's always informative. It's, in, it's very informal. And... You can uh, wear boxers or briefs. Subscribe for free in iTunes or go to MaximumFun.org. Our guest is Lori Kilmartin. She's one of the authors of Shitty Mom, the parenting guide for the rest of us. She's also a stand-up comedian. You may have seen her on Conan, Last Comic Standing, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Comedy Central. And she's also an Emmy-nominated writer for Conan on TBS. Welcome, Lori. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, but I have a question after that whole intro. Are you even a mom? Do you even have a kid? Did you just like write this book based on your, you know, like, just, you know, like I'm suspicious. Shut up. Don't say anything. <laughs> Making a lot of money off of it. I was going to say. I have two nieces, and I can make it. I, I do. I have one. I just have one kid, though, so it's a lot easier with one. Do you guys have? You guys have more than one kid? We oh God, no! <laughs> but but we 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 behave as if it's the end of the world. Yeah, we act like it's well. Our, but I think our kids might be a lot younger than yours. How how old is your is your kid? My kid is six, but I have 
I mean, I have been ignoring him since he's. <laughs> um. So, Lori, one of the questions we we like to ask um everyone who comes on the show is, what did you think motherhood was going to be like, <laughs> and versus well, what you got versus what you got. <laughs> yeah. But start with what did you well, what did you imagine it was going to be like? Yeah, I guess I I didn't put much thought into it because I got pregnant by accident. Okay. So. Um, I, I, I thought all I thought was well, and this is this sounds like a joke, but it really was true. I was like, I was pregnant at the same time Anna Nicole Smith was, and I'm like, oh my god, if she can do it, so can I. <laughs> uh, of course, she died. But right. <laughs> so you win. You her, win. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just um, it actually takes a lot more organization than I was prepared for, and I'm I'm really like a kind of you know just let things happen spontaneously type of person and I'm still shocked at how many lists I have to make and how many um how much I have to prepare the night before just to live the next day it's ridiculous Mm. like you can't just wake up anymore you have to have had lunch made and have things poured and things put out and uh that's not the way I wanted to live but it's the (laughs) way that works the best how did um how did your friends uh, react to suddenly, or your, well, not just friends, but like the people in your life react to suddenly having to live such a structured life? Uh, you know, it, was, that a, was that something that you had to wrestle with or find a balance with? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm a comic mostly, so I don't have friends. It's just, right. you know, like other comedians I know. And, <laughs> and they, they love they kids. Either, <laughs> yeah. They've either been sucked into that same vortex or, or they're not, you know, and I, I have... Uh, you know, female comic friends that are like, hey, let's meet up. And I'm like, I don't meet up. I mean, like, you, know, you can stop by if you want when my kid's asleep, but that's it. I don't, I'm not, I can't drop things and meet up. And, and um, people just get tired of hearing you say, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then right. they stop asking. It does become really isolating, I think. Yeah, it is. There is that moment of people stop asking and then you start to get really pissed. Why are you asking me? And they're like, because you never can. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let that be my decision, not your decision. Yeah, that's hard. Yes. So I was reading a little bit about, I, I know what I think of the <laughs> Shitty Mom book, which is that I I just love it so much. And I've been sharing it Thanks. with like every single mother that I know. Um, it just, I think I read it at like the perfect time where I was kind of like, I was coming out of sort of like the, the blissful like happy time where it was just me and my baby having this like everything is everything is like going great and then I was like sort of coming back to work and I was like dealing with like my kid just being super active and needing me to do like actually do stuff with him and I read it right at that time and it just like really it really spoke to me but um I was reading what others have said about it and I noticed that the Huffington Post said it it's the best or the most appalling thing that has ever happened to parenting. <laughs> um, and I thought that was, I thought that was pretty great. Um, it, you know, the book has, has like chapters on how to sleep in until nine on the weekends. Um, another favorite is should you stop texting if another mom yells at your kid? <laughs> um, but I mean, I also noticed about the book that in addition to having a lot of great jokes, it also really it acknowledges that being a mom is hard, which yeah, I I was wondering whether in writing the book maybe that was a goal for you in addition to making a funny book. But uh, I, I guess I was writing it from my point of view, and I guess that's my point of view is 
this uh, can we swear yes yeah, we've been right? yeah it's like holy shit this is fucking hard and it's like hard at every there's it's like you keep turning around and getting punched in the stomach from a different person mm-hmm. um it's, it's hard on every level if you're a working mom I, th- I think if you're a stay-at-home mom it's hard in a different way that i don't understand but um uh, my first goal was to be funny and if, if it if it acknowledges how hard hard it is then that's probably where all the humor comes in it's it, it it never stops it really <laughs> you know it never it never gets easier it just changes the the degree of difficulty just it remains high but the the tricks change you know is the the age the age changes of the kids well i think there's Sorry. definitely no i think there's definitely a culture you know <laughs> theresa and i've joked about how we sort of had different experiences with our <laughs> our babies mine was not yeah. a blissful like i had a very hard time adapting to having a, a, a kid i i had a very public you know career and then suddenly was home all the time and my child didn't think i was funny or was giving me any applause or you know like it was very mm-hmm. hard and yeah. in general, what I like about the book, what I got what I got out of the book, and I think is very similar to what Teresa is saying, is that it just makes you feel better to t- kind of talk shit about how horrible it is. And there's such a pressure to not do that mm-hmm. as a mom, ever. Yeah. And, and it yeah. just is so relieving to be like, you know, clearly no one's putting their baby in the microwave, but it's kind of funny. You know what I mean? You know, like, yeah. clearly it's... <laughs> Like, I had a friend who had... like, you know, I'm not actually, no, I think none of us are actually doing a bad job. Right. But, but it, it, it's much easier to do a good job if you can complain while you're doing it, you know, and, and acknowledge that it, you know, like you almost need a pat on the back every day for not flipping out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, a recurring theme. It's a recurring well. theme like, on the show. The yeah. fact that the the fact that like you do all this stuff and you made it through this day and you get to the end of the day and it's just like yeah, no one gets like a nobody shit. even noticed. Like <laughs> no gives a shit off. <laughs> you want to you want to like show some checklist and go look like eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there's also there's also a, a part of the book called "Stop Not Taking the Easy Way Out." <laughs> <laughs> which I think is sort of related to this. I mean, there's also, why do moms have this weird, like, I don't know if it's competitive, but there's this weird thing <laughs> where, like, we should be, like, making our our dinner and it should all be organic yeah. and we should, you know, your kids don't, your kids can't watch TV and all these you know, My child can only are... eat peanut butter sandwiches cut in hearts and yeah. like set up bento style. And oh my god! Exactly, <laughs> and like, and yeah, I can see, I see, like taking pride in the way you take care of your child and making choices and sticking to them or whatever. Mm. But there, why is it? Why is it kind of like? Well, I just. I gave him a hot dog again last night. <laughs> like it's like this big secret. Like I fucking give my hot my kid a hot dog like three times a week because I mean <laughs> he likes it and I like know. at least it has protein you, and like you just want to go. Hey, like in ancient Greece, they used to throw babies that weren't perfect off a cliff. Yeah, like, yeah I know yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. My kid, like I got the there's a cabinet in our like a house that like generations of my family slept in drawers. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> it's like I'm sorry that my parents got like we that sounds like a weird baby no you can sleep in a drawer it's fine baby can't fall out of a drawer um but they did did well it depends on the depth of it it was a bonnet chest it was for deep bonnets uh yeah no it's i think we get overexcited or i well i don't know about anybody else but i definitely know the pressure especially coming out of 
very, like out of you know corporate and out of you know public roles and things like that to suddenly be at home i felt like i just became over striving to just the more yeah, i could do I think, the I, more i think you know i don't know this might be wrong but it just seems like like women are, are kind of always getting hammered for something yeah. yeah so the more are a lot improves in society then the the target moves and now it's like oh, you're not a good enough mom and 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 so it i guess we could have a, a, you know 30 years ago applied the same the conversation or the same desire to, to be better at it to um our figures or right house or something it, it it, it just seems like it's it's always going to be there's always going to be a, an energy directed at women that you're not doing this good enough and we respond to it because I, I don't know maybe we're built that way or we're just we get so used to it that that's our our response is to try and try and go well I'll I'll do this better and then you'll leave me alone and then they'll think they I don't know who they is I sound like a conspiracist but then <laughs> a new there'll be another angle in to uh, your life and how you're not doing it right. Well, but I feel there's something. Wrong. Well, I feel there's something about mom momhood as well that yeah. it's just like this culture in which not only is it a breeding ground for the them's to to make you feel like you're doing everything wrong, but it's another place where they can turn all of us against each other a little bit. Uh-huh. And it's like, which is why I think books like yours and shows like this and anybody who's just allowed to open up and say, this is hard and why doesn't anybody care? Is it okay to laugh at it? It's so important because I think it hopefully breaks away all the judging that happens. You know, that like just, it's almost uncontrollable to do it. Like it's just so impossible. And we talk about that a lot too. Yeah. But it's just how did we just turn against each other so quickly in this one world that we should be all pretty even on? We should all be pretty even as moms. I mean, you, we all went through the same thing. No matter how that kid came out, it was still probably awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't you care. Think, I, I think we're more isolated, you know? Yeah. Like we, we, you know, we're... You know, I don't get to talk to people much. This conversation's like, whoa, I'm, there's people on the end of the line. Like, I listen to a ton of podcasts, or, yeah. but I just don't, you know, unless it's a work situation, I hardly have time for, like, real conversations with real women. And and so you, you lose any perspective, and, and all the information you get is from, you know, the Internet or from magazines oh, or something. And, and that place is fucked up. You start judging yourself. You start, that dialogue starts running in your head. And you, you do need another person contact with a real, another mother to break it. You know, I... I always feel better after I talk to my neighbor who has kids my age, and, yeah. and I never get around to it. So I, maybe we're a little more isolated than we used to be. Which is so funny because you would think it's just the opposite, that like, well, now there's the Internet, and now there's all these you know shows, and there's all these different things to make you feel connected. Yet I agree, it's, you know, it's much harder to yeah. create that sort of extended family and extended support group. Uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't know. I didn't live a hundred years ago, so I have no idea. You know, mm-hmm. I, Oh, I know. It's, it's, they, they all live together. They live together in a tenement. They, you yeah. know, as you said, they had their babies in the drawers. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like everything was, everyone lived together. So right. you couldn't get away from advice and you couldn't get away from people saying, you know, interacting in a way so that, you know, if you did something wrong, they go, oh. They, you would be forgiven by somebody. Well, know? yeah, no uh, one's videotaping uh, you do something wrong a hundred years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's right, weird. Right, right. That's a weird idea where, like, if you do something wrong by yourself, you kind of build it up in your mind <laughs> like that was yeah. really bad. Whereas maybe if somebody had seen you do it and they would have been like, eh, it would be fine. Like, right. you could have been, you could have recovered from it a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Like, if you, yeah, when, 
you ever like play, you're, you're on a play date and you think your kid's done something horrible and the other mother barely notices? You're like, oh, I guess that's not that big of a deal. And, <laughs> right. You know. And you, yeah. So. And on that note, thank you so thank much, you so much. for joining us. Yes, thank you. Sure, thanks, you guys. And I hope you can come back on the show sometime. Absolutely. I'd love to. All right, thank you so much, Lori. Cool, thanks, dude. Thanks, Teresa. Okay, bye. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um, oh my God, I love her. I love her too. She's awesome. She is great. Everybody should read her book. I feel like there's make a- you feel better about yourself at the very least. Clearly, there's a recurring theme on the show that you know we as moms feel that we're not getting enough support and that we're not feeling like we're capable of venting at any point in time uh, without it being loaded with guilt. So I think it's really refreshing. I could never hear that. I, I could hear that all the time. I, I don't know if they'll ever stop being tired of hearing that. So I hope our guests and all the people we have on the show and that you guys with your genius and your fail moments and your rants and all the things uh, that we share with each other just sort of help us remember that it's really okay and you're doing a good job. And Good job, guys. Good job, guys. Now, before we go, we're going to listen to uh, our little segment, the rant of the week or what I think I'm going to enjoy calling Mom Breakdown. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. So what I realized was the best way to kind of sum up how difficult it is um, right now at the moment with a seven-week-old baby is that every night, um, right before bed, I've been giving her a nice long feed so that she will go to sleep. My husband comes out of the bathroom and is flossing his teeth. And the moment I see him every single night, the thought popped into my head, gee, it must be nice to get to floss your teeth like a la-di-da. Look at me. I'm flossing my teeth every night. And I'm sitting here thinking, I wish I could floss my teeth. That would be nice if I could just have one freaking night where I could floss my teeth. That would be so great. And thankfully, I don't say this out loud, so it doesn't start a fight and doesn't make me sound like a crazy person. But I realized that when you're really jealous that someone else gets to actually floss their teeth, um, that's when you've um, pretty much summed up what it's like to have a seven-week-old baby. So just thought that I would share that. Thanks for letting me vent. I appreciate it. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash One Bad Mother. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama blue. Oh, 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.